Avika thought of the extravagance, the waste, but then the woman immediately shut the windows. Major Gumbutz is our revered guest, the director said, introducing the red-haired woman. For a moment, Evika was confused. Gumbutz? Hungarian for dumpling. On Evika's birthday, her mother always made Silva Gumbutz, the plum dumplings, fat and doughy, smothered in breadcrumbs. A month ago, on her eleventh, even in these difficult times, her mother had managed to scrounge up the ingredients to make them. She could almost taste the yeasty flavor coupled with the heavenly sweet plum juice. The woman cracked her knuckles, something Avika's mother forbade her to do. It will make them big, like a boxer's. We should like to be alone, Gombots said. The director's voice turned cloying. Naturally, take your time. He bowed from the waist, then rushed off to attend to other important school business. Gombots, she thought again. But the woman's accent was clearly Russian. A false name, then? To match the overly eager, phony smile? Yes, the major's body resembled a dumpling, but there was nothing soft about her expression. Evika caught her harsh, blank look before taking a seat as directed. The pasted-on smile, no longer. It was her first visit to the director's office. Now, observing the surface of his desk, it surprised Evika to discover that the head of the school did not seem to have any work. It was completely bare, except for a lamp with a flexible arm. Across from her, the chair cushion squeaked noisily as the major, seated now, leaned forward, adjusting the metal shade until the bulb shone directly on Evika. Evika blinked against the glare, struggling to see the woman's face. Only thick lips and the faintly whiskered flesh surrounding them were illuminated. Tell us, Kish, little comrade, the major said in her syrupy voice, beginning the long line of questions that followed. What are the names of your parents? Where do you live? How long have you lived there? Is there a picture of Comrade Stalin in your home? What radio stations do your parents like best? Do they read? Lenin? Western literature? On and on it went. Just like in the dark of night, in the basement of her family's apartment building, where her mother had groomed her for just such a moment. Evika, never trust anyone outside of your father and me, she had warned. Neighbors, your best friend, no one. Especially do not trust your teachers. Her mother had said that the teachers used children to spy on parents. So at night, as part of the evening ritual, they role-played. Now, in the director's office, seated across from Gombots, she was aware of just how prescient her mother had been and how well she had learned her lessons. She would give Gombots nothing that might betray her parents' true political leanings. Evika's back was to the clock on the wall behind her, but she guessed a half hour had passed. Her mouth had repeatedly gone dry, and several times the questions halted so she could take the water the woman had liberally poured, perhaps thinking it might lubricate her tongue. Finally, the evening of 19 October, 
You and your mother were observed entering the technical high school hall in Buda. What were you doing there? Evike had been aware of the perspiration gathering on her upper lip. Now she felt a bead rolling down the side of her mouth. Her tongue longed to catch it. Her mother, a graduate student attending classes in the evening, afterward worked the midnight to 5 a.m. shift at a bakery. Evika's father was a glassblower at a medical laboratory equipment manufacturer, his shift beginning shortly after her mother's ended. This left his evenings free for study, attending the occasional class and watching over his daughter. Despite her full schedule, Evika's mother found time to attend the meetings of Petufi Circle, a student discussion group. On nights when her father was otherwise occupied, Evika tagged along willingly.